Goals. Two goals. And what brings us here tonight? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Sacramento Soccer fans, to the State of the Republic podcast. I'm your host, Luis, and in today's episode, this is the first time that we're doing an episode fresh out of the game, literally just ended about uh, half an hour ago, and we got to see yet another Melvin Rivas graduate. It seems like these graduates are happening every single week, and I know it's graduation season, but (laughs) we don't want to see it with the Rebs too, right? But Corbin May was tonight's graduate, and... It's a shame, and I know, like we mentioned, we did have our own opportunities that we missed, and we were talking about that offline, but still, come on, ref. You call a penalty, and then you don't give us a penalty in the first half. Uh, All right, here we go. Uh, Let me go ahead and uh, pass it on over to Sharon and Jared. First, let's go on to Elk Grove with Sharon. How's it going, Sharon? Hey, it's going really good. Um, I mean, personally, for me, going good. As far as the match goes, like... Okay, where's the fire? Um, are we tired? We didn't play a game on Wednesday, did we? Did we play a game on Wednesday? Sure looked that way. I'm kidding. I'm sorry, guys. I'm just disappointed we didn't get a win. Um, yeah, so that's... But otherwise, everything is going swimmingly. Jared, how are you? Oh, I feel five, <laughs> I, I feel five pounds lighter after that invitation of the referees tonight. Oh, but God. nobody go, don't nobody go in there good. 35... 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the por- the porcelain situation. Uh, yeah, over over down the hall. Yeah, you in, in, you did a, a, a reenactment of the referee's quality today. They were pretty shit. much, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, other than that, I know we, we had some uh, excellent chances as well that unfortunately didn't fall uh, our way either. So it's. 75% refereeing the 25% are chances. But other than that, doing pretty good. Just uh, Friday night, just relaxing. We're trying to anyway. But, uh, you know, looking forward to this weekend. How about you, Luis? I am doing, you know, all right. But, you know, luckily I have the trip this weekend and looking forward to seeing you tomorrow, Jared, and just being able to uh, experience the oven-like temperatures that I know are, are in Phoenix. But either way, it's a trip and I'm excited to, be able to uh, actually visit the city because I've never had the chance to visit just uh, drive by <laughs> momentarily uh, a while back. It's only going to be a hundred. It's not going to be that bad. Yeah. Oh, well, well it's going to be raining over here on Sunday. It, yeah. It, weird weather, right? It's raining here and <laughs> and over there it's oven temperature. Yeah. Interesting. Sure, mate, we're sitting out on the uh, Christopher Sellers back lot. Very pleasant tonight to not have our, you know, sweltering valley heat it was lovely yeah i'm gonna be missing that (laughs) two of us pre-gamed oh are you trying to say this episode's gonna be a little spicy then or i mean jared's (laughs) the one (laughs) i may or may not have had (laughs) a little bit to drink but not too much because i knew i had to drive so oh okay yeah otherwise you would have heard a lot of uh swearing against the Corbin tonight no (laughs) yeah I'm probably more you know I I know Mark Briggs will temper this I know he will say it was a great effort you know San Diego's a good squad um all of that I think we have more in the tank I honestly believe that Sac Republic has more to give and you know the guys 
we want them to play 90 minutes. And of course, you know, the ref subbed a couple of our guys. Um, and I just, I think we have more to offer and we didn't see it. We saw bits and pieces of it. But if you look at the percentage of possession, which we will later, we sucked as far as possession goes. I'm sorry. We mm-hmm. we didn't hold the ball. What's that about? When when does that get fixed? So yeah. are we just going to be relying on counter? You know, the counterattack or the spring the guy on the right side, Jack Gurr, Nami Free? I mean, like, what is, I need to hear more. And so I'm going to be like tuned into Connor Sutton's uh, podcast because I I need to know, you know, and I don't know what the post game uh, press conference is going to say. I don't know what the players are going to say because, you know, we don't, we don't hear that. So I just want to know what's going on and how are we going to fix this before the game against Monterey Bay FC this coming Saturday? What are we fixing besides spaghetti or whatever? I don't know. Cicerone. <laughs> yeah, I mean, lots to fix, but luckily, our next couple of games are going to be at home. That's the positive thing about the upcoming weeks. And at least it wasn't a loss, right? I guess that's what we got to yeah. say when we yeah. tie away. Yeah, that's... And I'm usually that person that says that, but today <laughs> I'm Luis Urbano as far <laughs> as like, you know, really wanting the win. And you're the one who's basically saying, but we didn't lose. So. Yeah, I mean, all my anger right now is towards the ref, but okay. Yeah, that's yeah. It, yeah. it could have been different, Hell, and yeah. Hell, I wanted this win as well. If if it wasn't for that PK kick, I would have been bringing home two points instead of one. We all would have been at eleven. Oh my God, spinal tap. Yeah, there you Jared, go. See, there's more. Do you get the reference, Luis? Do you get the reference of spinal tap? Mine goes to eleven. Hmm. I, I do. <laughs> I don't think Luis gets it. So you'll have to Google spinal tap with the words mine goes to 11 because Jared, I think you get it, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've, I've heard of the movie. I haven't seen it, but I've heard of the movie. Oh, my God. It's classic where the drummer spontaneously combusts. Oh, come on. You've got to watch spinal tap. I mean, it's so hokey, but um, yeah, it's a classic. Mine goes to 11. He'll, he'll have enough time on the plane, probably. Yeah, uh, I, I see. Right, guy with long hair. Is is that the yeah. reference? Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. All well, right. It's it's a guy with long hair, but um, the mind goes to eleven. Has to do with his um, amplifier because everybody else's goes mm-hmm. to ten. Typically, you know, when you turn the dial knob. Oh, oh I, I see the reference now. I'm seeing a GIF. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We'll have to check out the scene and. And see what what that's about there. All right. uh, so we all yeah. would have been at eleven had the score held at one zero because you would have gotten a point, Luis. I would not. Jared would have gotten two. We all would have been spinal tap. Yeah. Well, Jared actually, yeah, Jared would have gotten the result. I said two one. Had, had Russell scored the goal, I would have gotten the point. I know, right? Yeah. But which... had they not gotten that PK and Russell scored, then I would have gotten that point. Oh my god, yeah. do we sound like we sound like Princess Bride? <laughs> But clearly, if you put the poison in yours, and if I drank yours, knowing that you would put the poison in mine, then I'm sorry. <laughs> goals, two goals. It what brings us here tonight? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. But wow, I think it's the first time that we ever have scores where. Any of us could have guessed the score right, but 
yeah. one thing or another ended up screwing that up and then none of us <laughs> got the point wow. and what's funny is i thought you before i looked at the sheets you know the the thing i thought you had done a one one draw Luis. yeah i did that I, in the I last actually, one yeah. yeah and so then i that's what i remember when i looked at the sheets it's like oh no he's yeah it's it's two one for a second i thought the same thing too but then i was like no no, no wait I'm pretty sure I said one. I don't think I said two ties in a row, but I really should have said two ties in a row. I don't know why I didn't trust my gut to go to one one again. <laughs> That's what and got me. Who would have thought Tommy was going to start? I mean, Aldair has been tearing it up over there on that side, mm. and I had no clue that they that Mark was going to start Dami. So it's like, what we're rotating, we're we're letting guys have a breather. Yeah, yeah, which is good because they've had. A lot of playing time, lots of travel. Yeah, it just adds up, right? I mean, three consecutive away matches is really challenging. And again, not something that I think they should be doing because it should be home and away or at the most two away games, go back home. Don't make it three away games. Luckily, it was in San Diego tonight, but still, it's it's not the ideal thing to do, right? All right. Well, Sharon, go of gratitude for tonight. And now, one of my favorite segments, Glosses of Gratitude, where each of our hosts takes a minute to reflect and express gratitude to people, situations, or events that have touched them. Anyhow, let's go. Let's hear some Glosses of Gratitude. Yeah, sure. I'll just jump right in after the intro. Um, So mine is just going to go 100% to Bridget Wells. You know, thank God her husband, Ted, was out of town because she was like, what are you doing for the game? And I'm like, huh, well, there's no, until late, there was no known watch party. Tower Bridge Battalion didn't post theirs until like a couple hours before the match. So, um, and she wanted to watch the match somewhere. And I said, hey, how about we go to the, hit the winery pregame over at the winery, grab a bite. And we went to her house. She had tea. She had Xfinity which means that it was clearly televised. So we had a great time and just super appreciative of her hospitality to open her house up to letting me watch the game with her. And it was a blast. It was great. We had a great conversation, talked a lot about the players, screamed at the television all the time. So, you know, there's two of us there screaming at TV during the game uh, with reckless abandon because we could, right? Nobody, uh, Nobody's there to police us, so it was great. It was a great time. Ah, that's my glossa of gratitude. Thank you, Bridget. It was a great evening. Jared. All right. Well, a couple of glosses of gratitude I got. Uh, one goes uh, to uh, front office of Phoenix Rising FC with the uh, ticket deals that we've had. And then also another uh, glosses of gratitude on that same level towards uh, an anonymous source uh, who was able to get us uh, tickets for tomorrow's match, uh, Phoenix Rising FC versus Oakland Roots SC. So, thankfully, we will be able to avoid the supporter section, especially since we don't really have a dog in the race as far as clubs go, but as far as former players, yeah, you know, we got our, our eyes on a couple that are playing on on, on each side. The two on Oakland and one on Phoenix that are former Republic FC players. So, thank you all very much. Uh, also to uh, Groupon, who was uh, I was able to secure shows for August at a much cheaper rate. So that's going to 
keep the serotonin going for another month or so. And it's just about a week or two before the Hughes Stadium match, which I still need to sort out airfare for. But uh, at least this way, I know I've got match tickets taken care of. So definitely appreciate that. And also, lots of gratitude to Sharon for looking into that as well for the Hughes Stadium match. So can't wait to get get there. Definitely a big one on my calendar. Uh, That's what I've got for right now. How about you, Luis? Well, first one, just like you said, Jared, we lost our gratitude to that anonymous source that was able to get us two tickets so that way we're not sitting over near the, the Phoenix supporters group. And so we're able to support Oakland. And yes, you know, I know they're typically our rivals, but as I said last week, when Phoenix and Oakland play, we got to support the California team. There's no way we're going to be supporting Phoenix because we know our history with them and I'm never going to forget handball Asante. So <laughs> got to go the Oakland route, got to go support them. And hopefully they hand them the loss and they just push them down. So that way Phoenix is not in playoff territory. <laughs> so that's, that's all I have. Yeah, just remember Oakland, you get one and this is it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and maybe two when they play in Oakland as well. That's those are the only two matches in which <laughs> Uh, it's a we'll see. We'll, well actually, see. no. We're wrong, Jared. They actually get four. The two times they play against San Antonio, there's no way we're supporting San Antonio. So. <laughs> True. More, yeah. They get 12 True. points, basically, out of the year. <laughs> True. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> yeah, right. We'll, we'll see how it goes. All right. Well, let's go ahead and dive into this match. And again, we li- are literally recording less than an hour since the match ended. And... We don't really quite have the fancy highlights that we typically do have here to talk about, but the team actually did post, uh, you know, more on the field view of uh, the goal that uh, Damia scored. And luckily, this is kind of still fresh in our minds in a really nice shot by Damia. And I know, Sharon, you said you're quite shocked that he was in the starting 11. And so was I too, right? I mean, he hasn't really been playing as much lately. And the fact that he got this opportunity and took advantage of it was really great, right? I mean, it was quite a shot. It was it was flawless, but if you noticed, he made their keeper, and their <laughs> keepers from Spain, obviously, uh, they showed after the match, uh, uh, Dami Keko and their uh, San Diego keeper chatting after the game, and I wonder if they talked about the fact that Keeper got megged. <laughs> if, you, if you look at the slow-mo, it's like, yeah, he uh, the keeper kind of moved suddenly and spread his legs and Dami put it right there. Woo-hoo! We're okay with that goal. Um, I love the buildup. There was that passing thing. I just finished watching. <laughs> this is so funny. I just finished watching the final season of Ted Lasso and the last three or four episodes showed a change in uh, AFC Richmond's style of play. And it was called total soccer well it was based off the dutch version of triangle triangles that ted lasso somehow an epiphany came to him about triangles and about passing and about you know supporting each other <laughs> so when i saw the buildup of of this goal with donnie scoring all i could think of was oh yeah they're playing total soccer in the ted lasso way i'm sorry <laughs> i'm so sorry mark briggs i'm so sorry but it was beautiful it felt a lot like <laughs> Okay, so there's that. 
Jared. And of course, this also came with a bit of controversy. Uh, just before the goal, there was uh, the handball that should have been called against San Diego. Uh, one, one of quite a few, but uh, it ends up working out because uh, with, with the uh, corner kick, we we're able to, to get it in. Uh, a beautiful goal. It's what it's definitely what we needed. Got us on the board first. Um, we definitely had chances to add on to that, uh, but they didn't quite uh, work out, unfortunately. But uh, still, I mean, the fact that this one just dropped into our laps after a, a no call. Uh, if only we had that much uh, luck uh, the rest of the match. Yeah, no, that's that's true. And I mean, to me, I was still disappointed, right? Even though we got the goal, it's still one of those situations where you're like, how did the referee not call that? It was clear as day, right? The San Diego player had his arm up high. And we know anytime when you're in the box, if you have your arm up high, if it's not tied to your body, that's going to be a penalty kick call. So I was just really surprised to, one, not see the referee call that. And then two, as we talk, we'll talk about now, gave a penalty to San Diego Loyal that was in no way a penalty. That was much less a possibility of being a penalty. Actually give it to them, right? And Connor Donovan, even at the end of the match, he was told, like, telling the referee and all that. But if y'all were to go back and look at the replay, which sadly, again, we don't have the highlights here right now to look at it. But he had his back to the ball. And in fact, from the quick, because it all happened really quick, it didn't even seem like it hit his arm either. And even Adam said it, if you guys were hearing it there uh, at the end when they were doing the highlights, it was a little questionable too, right? It's like, not only did it not be an intentional uh, play, but also it didn't even hit his hand, right? I mean, he didn't even see the ball coming unless, you know, maybe the referee thinks that people have eyes behind their head now. But <laughs> I, I don't know how you would, how would you know that the ball is right there? Right, and, and, and have the foresight to, to put your arm out you know, whatever. So yeah, no, I, there's, there's just no way that that was, there was no way. There was no way. You're right. hundred percent. That should not have been a PK nor a yellow. He got yellow carded. So just like, just like last week when we were, or was the week before when we were arguing, why did, why didn't, Mm. um, what was it, Danny Hartford? Yeah, uh, Hartford. Yeah, yeah. Jared knows that. Why did Danny not get a caution, <laughs> which would have given, given Jared a point? Why did Danny not get a yellow card on the foul in the box? But was the team was awarded a PK? Hartford was awarded a mm. PK. So it's like, okay, so now here we have a thing: an incidental handball. Is it a handball by a player? Is that an automatic yellow in in the box? Maybe you know. So it's just like God. There's so many little. Tiny fine line rules, but that one should not, the one against Connor Donovan should, that should not have been called. You know, if he wanted to equal it out, no call. If he had called the first one, which Bridget and I went back and forth on that, it may or may not have been intentional because it was such a quick rebound to the, to the player. You know, the, I don't think he intended to have the ball hit his hand. He didn't direct the ball with his hand. If you know what I mean, with, we were going back and forth on that. San Diego loyal player, but then Connors definitely no, 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 nothing. It was, uh, but at the end of the day, what's the score at the end of the game? Yeah. At the end of the day, it just leaves that a tie. Uh, like we mentioned at the beginning though, as much as we're here really mad at Corbin and his referee work the, this game and all that, 
we did have possibility of actually being able to get the match to win the match and oh, most clear chance though was russell's opportunity right let's talk about that one right he takes the goalkeeper out and i don't know why he wanted to shoot it up high he could have just like literally just tapped it in it was like just a really easy shot i want to say right i mean i thought he's gonna make it in fact i think it's one of those opportunities where I mean, 95% of the time you're going to score it and to not score it, it, it almost takes a miracle. And we saw a miracle. We didn't get the goal. <laughs> What'd you guys like think when that happened? Hard angle. He, he it was left foot hard angle. He didn't have his hips turned towards the goal. So all of those things uh, were a factor because he literally, he was already past the goal mouth. It wasn't like he was right in front of the goal mouth. He was well past it. He had all that momentum. But he didn't square his hips up towards the goal. If you look at that, because uh, we did over and over kind of thing, he the his hips weren't turned towards the goal. That's a really hard to to put the ball back across the face of the net and low and in without the proper form is hard because he's just going to have to be relying totally on leg, you know, not hip, but leg direction. Had he been able to just get his hips shifted it would have been better, but he, it was a hard angle. It was not an easy angle. So he, I hate to say this, he did his best. He shot the same freaking direction that his hips were turned. His hips were squared to the left of the goal. And that's where the ball went. So too bad. Yeah. If he had gotten his hips right, just, just like you said, and all he would have needed to do was chip it, not send it to El Cajon, <laughs> but like, like, you, like how you explained it, you know, he had to get, get his, uh, his body frame right in order to get, get to where he was aiming for. And unfortunately with th- that quick response, he wasn't really able to get himself, uh, self set up. It's still frustrating to see that he was just right there. Mm-hmm. He just had to tap it in and it just goes way over the bars. The heart- I mean, uh, yeah, the hard part was all the work he put into getting to that point. He put in so much work. The whole team did to get to that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Jack had and one too. J- Jack had one too. Jack, Jack, Jack had centimeters. Yeah. Centimeters away from the goal mouth. Ah. Just like last year. Yeah. I know. No, they're yeah, all kicking themselves, right, Luis? They're all kicking themselves. Everybody's kicking. yeah, yeah, because these these are two matches where the other one too, right? Tampa Bay, this match, two games in which we lost four points, more than we gained two points is the way I see it, and it's a shame, and I hate to like almost repeat the same exact things that I said last season. Anytime we lost, and even you know when we tied as well, that we should have won the match but we lost points because of our own fault, right? Not because the other team was better, not because they deserved the points, but because we messed up and we let points go away, right? And I hope it doesn't affect us at the end of the season, but it it just, it sucks when you're in that situation. Because there's some games where you clearly lose and you know the other team was much better. We can't do anything about it too, right? We didn't deserve any points. Like, for instance, the game against Orange County. That game... We didn't even deserve the tie, right? Clearly deserved the loss right there. But matches like these is where you are like, I don't like this tie as much as I would have maybe we were down losing, right? And then the team just kind of worked their way to get the tie. So it's a shame, right? But I mean, again, luckily this didn't happen at home. 
we still grabbed you know total of five points right out of nine in these three last matches away so not bad guys not bad not, not too bad yeah, yeah. so now Bright just gotta spots. you know switch switch the chip make sure that in these next uh home games we get the points that's where it really is gonna matter <laughs> so we don't let any points go away at home and you know continue to uh move up in the table right and continue to stay in the position that we are in right now which you know we're still in first place now el paso still has two games in hand now if they win their two games they could actually pass us since uh they are four points behind us so let's may hope they, they be, like lose. may they be gifted with a melvin rios rivas referee sorry well now i don't know about them being gifted with the melvin rios referee for the next match because they play against uh san antonio tomorrow oh so that's so. box to the wall kind of play tomorrow for sure a good game yeah to watch. yeah now if san antonio wins they're just going to be three points away from us though that's true so it's it's tough second place against third place right there one of them's going to get dangerously close to us yeah we can only hope for a draw so yeah. there's a few positives there was a few positive takeaways from the match let's just quickly go over each of us think you know what was positive i thought danny videolo had a few great saves you know granted one got punched in because it was a pk freaking pks but um he overall in the run of game he was flawless you know in the in in the in the game he was he was flawless we had some great play by jared we had, you know, great play by coming back Lee Desmond. I mean, that's pretty cool to have that guy back. I miss Shane. You know, I don't know what's going on with that situation. Don't know what's going on with Matt LaGrossa. Mm-hmm. Nice to see Kecko getting some decent minutes. Yeah. You know, I loved watching some of the give and goes and some of the mindless plays. But we're at the midpoint of the season, roughly. So, you know, it's a, it's a toss-up of... Is the conditioning holding the players going forward? You know, are they over conditioning? Are they tired? You know, it's it's that last year, I think because we had all the tournaments, I don't know if we had a better fitness thing on, mm. but I, I don't, I see us, there's things, you know, it's like little fine tuny things, but overall loved watching defense, loved watching Jared play, loved seeing Lee Desmond back in the match. You know, I, I thought Luis Felipe was okay. You know, I, there were times he was on and off. And so I, it's like, turn it back on, Luis Felipe. Turn it back on. Turn that whole spigot right back on, unless we're using Arnold to, you know, unless we're kind of letting Arnold run wherever Arnold wants to run kind of thing. I don't know what they're, I don't know how the communication is going. You know, Nick, Nick was okay. What'd you guys think of Nick tonight? Did pretty good. I mean, he, you know, definitely got some of the uh, humidity and, and, uh, rain off of his uh, back uh, <laughs> compared to last week but uh yeah i mean he had some uh, pretty good minutes there uh definitely love seeing uh, Kekko and uh, Dami back on the pitch again i mean they've oh, definitely yeah. showed up yep exactly and of course Zico's been improving as well i mean he's been coming through in the clutch uh late in the second half so that's always good to see i mean that's we that's our our thing we have depth we still have depth compared to last year is it quite up there as last year it's a little difficult to say but uh, we had less matches to play that uh, thankfully since we unfortunately didn't get through in the uh, u.s open cup but that's just uh, putting more focus where it's needed early on in the season i know it's already halfway through but you know the, the 
we can get more of our players, whether it be the starting or the rotating squad, you know, on all four, on all six cylinders, all the better. And I'm glad to see more, <laughs> more coming back on. Four, he almost said four cylinders. What are you driving a Volkswagen <laughs> bug? <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 why I had to correct myself. I mean, we're we're not trying to put it in H to to reference uh, the Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Luis, what were <laughs> what were some of your bright spots? Well, I think the first one is Keiko being back because uh, I was worried about what's going on <laughs> there with Keiko, and like especially when you know it's summer season, you know transfer season is just around the corner, and you're like, I don't want to say that he would get transferred away, but when you don't see him around, you're like, I hope he doesn't want to like leave already because of maybe any disagreements and all that. So. Glad he was there. He didn't deserve a yellow card again, but again, referee was was garbage. But you know, it, it was good to to see that. Also, Dami, like we mentioned, right? He scored the goal, and it's just great seeing him get more minutes and be the Dami that we saw last season. I think you know he's gone on and off. We know he had that injury, so he's still trying to like recover and be back. But I mean, overall, with this team, I'm really happy about. In fact, I feel like this team might be better than last year's team as far as usl goes because i mean look at us real rat right now right still just one loss first place how long have we been first place right basically ever since the the start of the season and being halfway throughout the season and being in this position is phenomenal right now they can't relax they can't put the foot on the brake and then be like all right let's relax we got a good cushion between us and let's say like phoenix rising that has 16 points because if you mess up two games and you go losing two games, you might find yourself more towards like fourth, fifth place, right? And that's not where we want to be. We don't want to be that team that was first place most of the season and it, it went down because we've seen teams like that, right? In USL. We've recalled some teams in the past that had a good run and then they ended up not even making playoffs or maybe barely getting the eighth spot. And that's not a good momentum heading into playoff time. So overall, you know, great stuff. Like I said, this season, the only game in which I really thought we didn't deserve you in a point was against Orange County. But all the other games, yeah, we've done good, regardless of having tied the rest of the games. I think all the rest of the games, we should have probably won. When we look at our record right now, eight games won, five games tied, one game lost. Out of those five games tied, I think four of those should have been a win easily. So... It's a good thing to say, but there's still much work to be done to make sure that we fix all the mistakes that were done. And so we don't have to be here sitting down complaining about Corbin May. And we can actually say, hey, we won't even know the referee was garbage, right? Because <laughs> that's that's what you got to do, right? Is score the goals. And if you have the opportunities, don't wait for the referee to call a PK in your favor because like we've seen this season, most of the time, it's not going to go in our favor. So <laughs> you got to play against the referee and score your opportunities. But luckily, this didn't happen at Har Hill Park. Otherwise, uh, we know that we would have all been uh, pretty rowdy out there <laughs> against the referee, too. So it happened in San Diego. Didn't happen here. And then one more thing. We gave them a heck of a game. And I know we didn't get the win, but it's never easy to step into San Diego's pitch and be better than they are and in fact be close to basically beating them right or be the team that deserved to beat them so i think the guys need to be proud of that 
because San Diego isn't an easy team. I mean, they're in fourth place right now, and they could easily be right there fighting against us in first place in a few weeks, right? Since we're only seven point differential between us and them. So great job to the guys, but you got to make sure you're ready for the next game because guess what? Monterey Bay is in sixth place with 17 points. They're not that far away from us. We let them win. They're just going to be nine points away from us with the same games played. So, so that's that. So as I mentioned already with the standings, we are still sitting in first place, 29 points. Second place, El Paso with two games in hand, 25 points. San Antonio with one game less than we do, 23 points. San Diego Loyo now tight in games played with us, 22 points. Oakland Roots right there sitting in fifth place, actually trying to make a comeback here. 20 points in 12 matches played. So they could potentially be three points away from us when they catch up to our games played. So got to keep an eye out for that. But I know still Jared and I want them to win tomorrow. Um, So (laughs) they might be right there close. But, you know, seeing Phoenix down is, is worth it. Uh, Monterey Bay, 13 games played, 17 points. And then Colorado Republic, they continue to be on a downfall, which surprises me so much. I thought this would be a second or third place team. And they're sitting at 16 points with 13 matches played. And then Phoenix Rising, 12 matches played, 16 points. So they're down there. New Mexico still sitting down, but still have you know long ways to catch up to us in games played. Orange County right there, trying to make a comeback, 13 points. And then Rio Grande Valley, 11 points. And then Las Vegas Lights, so no one's surprised right there, right? Nine points (laughs) with 11 games played, though, but still right there. But at least Las Vegas Lights put some fight on it, trying to put some fight into their game. I I still say that robot dance against Phoenix was disrespectful. (laughs) Just just total disrespect against Phoenix Rising. I mean, hopefully they don't do that against us. But uh, either way, you know, Las Vegas still has some fight in them. I, I, it may not be much, but they got some. It would be embarrassing if they do, right? Because they, they've only won one game. Granted, now they've tied six games. Uh, that's why they're sitting at nine points. But still, they've only won one game. So we need to uh, be focused. But who knows, right? We lost against Orange County. So... You beat the good ones, and sometimes you lose against the bad ones, whether it's because you're overconfident or the other team just happened to have a good game <laughs> after a while. So that's why you can't sleep on the last place teams either. <laughs> but that's how it is. At least we are still overall first place in the entire league because in the East, they have the same games as we do. Charleston Battery is in first place with 25 points, and then Pittsburgh and Tampa Bay, 23 and 21 points, respectively. And even if they do win, they will knock us out of first place overall. So that's another positive in uh, this week in in games here. So looking good, being in that position. And uh, let's just hope again we get the three points against Monterey and we don't let them dangerously get nine points away from us. So it's us against all the top teams right now, basically, is uh, what it's looking like. But After uh, this match, again, next Saturday, we play at home against Monterey. We are now in summertime, so 8 p.m. start time. Get out of the heat. Luckily, it looks like it's not that hot right now, but it'll probably start getting hot pretty soon. After that, we play against San Antonio at home. And then once more at home on July 1st against Rio Grande Valley. Again, they might be last, but we can't sleep on them still. So that's how our next three games are looking like. 
And then also uh, advanced notice. I believe the match against Monterey Bay uh, a couple hours beforehand is the uh, brew fest at Cal Expo. So Mm -hmm. parking might get a little dicey. So just to put that ahead of time, if you can, I would suggest either uh, Uber or Lyft or even Sacramento RT uh, just as an alternative. if, If you can swing it, just a heads up for everybody that uh, drives. I'm actually going to the Proof Fest. I bought myself a ticket just so that I will get myself <laughs> over there well in advance because the Proof Fest starts at what? I forget what time, 4.30 or 5.30. And, 5.30. Uh, yeah, so I'll be in that parking lot bright and early because I have, <laughs> you know, I want to make sure I get my parking place that I like. And uh, yes, yeah, so I'm not drinking. I just... I don't know. I'm weird that way when it comes to parking and crowds. We learned our lesson at the Frick Sack Foodie Festy Foodie Flubby thing, whatever it was. We learned, us uh, us drivers learned our lesson. Yeah, they should have chosen a different venue. I know they're having it in San Jose now. I've been hit with ads. I think we've talked so much about Foodie Land, and now I'm getting hit with so many ads saying like, go to the San Jose Foodie Land. It's like, don't even, I wasn't even there. And just don't mention Foodie Land because I, I feel for it's everyone. Coming back, it's coming back to Sacramento too. They, they, <laughs> they, they go all over and then they come back around. So it's coming back. Hopefully, If only they planned it on a day when we don't have a home game, that yeah. would be ideal. You know, it's yeah. like they have so many weeks to plan it. We, we just traveled three games in a row. <laughs> when they planned it in one of these three games, it was three weeks out. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, we know how that goes, but uh, let's go ahead and talk about something that I know, Sharon, you're not going to like this again, but <laughs> another this week. was this is like, I hate this cringe, you know, this feeling, <laughs> but yeah, now, yeah, you're, you're right. When I'm not winning, uh, <laughs> I think it's been a while since you've gone two weeks. I, I think I have to like, just check here because I don't even know if that's ever happened. Have you gone two weeks in a row with like no points? Or well, I guess maybe yeah, more at the beginning, but none of us got any points right. back then. So it wasn't really much of a difference there. But it's never happened that you haven't gotten a point twice in two matches, consecutive matches too. And then me I and Jerry have my proxy picked for me again because when I had a proxy <laughs> picking, I didn't do so bad. But now that I'm on my own. I need to I need to consult with John or uh, Tina again to get uh to get back in the get back in the game and I'm not picking first. You guys get to show your cards first because <laughs> I showed my cards first last time. Well, um, well, yeah. First in this match against San Diego, me and Jared got the point thanks to the fact that Sac Republic did indeed get the first yellow card. So we That's had faith crazy. in that because we know how the referees are, and we're like, oh. I think it's going to probably work out that way. And that's exactly what happened. And like we said earlier, some of us could have gotten the point or one of us could have gotten the point extra for the score. It could have been some of us could have been leading the way, but the referee made sure that that wasn't the case. And then some of our players (laughs) also made sure that the scoreline didn't change there. But standings are looking a little different now. Sharon and I are sharing first place with 11 points and then Jared has 10 points, just one behind us. So next match, a lot of things could change. The order could change drastically. So I, I see doing what way better wanna... this season. Jared is like not, yeah, it's not five points behind. We're neither one of right? us is five or four points behind <laughs> Luis. We're actually all bunched up. Somebody's got to pull away. So we'll see. 
No, it not to bring back the Hartford referee, but Re- Jared could have been right there. It could have been a triple tie. <laughs> yeah, and if San Diego had decided not to score, that would have been two points uh, for, for me this week. But yeah, oh well. Yeah. yeah, actually, no, wait, I take that back. Not a triple tie. You would have been uh, tied with Sharon in first place, Jared, because that wouldn't have gotten a point. So it would have mm-hmm. been tied. Yeah, you would have been in my position now. So exactly. <laughs> um, we're always going to remember that, just so everyone knows. At the end of the season, when we're looking at the total standings, if it ends up being just a point away, I wouldn't be surprised if Jared grabs the next flight to Tampa and <laughs> knocks on the USL doors and is like, you guys, you guys owe me a dinner because I don't know how to pay a dinner. I, I <laughs> You better not y'all know. Owe, They're going to give you a $5 gift card. <laughs> y'all owe me six more pub subs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and they better be delivered too. <laughs> so you don't have to travel there. Um, all right. Well, this time I'll go first then, Sharon. I know that <laughs> you don't want to go first here. Um, Thank you. So against Monterey Bay, I'm going to go with the clean sheet. I think you know it's it's about time that Danny gets the clean sheet. I see a 2-0 win. First goal, I'm going to actually go, you know what? Luis Felipe. I think Luis Felipe, sure, we haven't really seen as much of him in these last two games, but I think there's the match for him to uh, make a comeback at home. I could see him there getting the first goal. And if he doesn't make an appearance, then I'm going to go with Seba again as my backup. First yellow card. You know what? I'm going to have faith in the next referee we have. I think Monterey gets the first yellow card. How about you, Jared? Mm. I know Monterey does have their flashes. I am going to say 2-1 Republic. And then as far as the goal scored, I don't know, just something tells me Arnold. Something tells me Arnold's going to get the, the goal. And then for some reason, if he, if he doesn't get it, then I'm going with Kecko. And then if this officiating is any indication, Sacramento is going to get the first yellow. I wonder if Melvin Rivas is the referee. Well, we won't find out until next week, but we'll see. We'll <laughs> yeah, we'll find, find out, out on Tuesday. Tuesday with John. <laughs> John always gets the goods for us. And yes, another goal mm-hmm. loss of gratitude. Thank you, John, for always doing the research, loving it. You're Appreciate it. Yeah. yeah, thanks, John. <laughs> yeah, he's good. So this is weird. I already wrote mine down, so it's a little different <laughs> than y'all. I have us at 3-1. Sorry, Danny. It's probably going to be a PK against us because I also have us getting the first yellow and who knows. Um, but I do have us winning at 3-1. I We know how to score against Monterey Bay. We've done it in the past, so I, I think we know how to do that. Although I'm a little nervous about Monterey Bay. I'd be more nervous about Oakland. Who knows? Who cares? Um, Dami is my goal scorer tonight. And if he, for some reason, is playing then I'm going to show uh, with Russell because I, you know, Russell's so flashy. It's like he gets, he's, he gets frustrated when he didn't, you know, when he doesn't score and then he, maybe I want to change myself to, am I talking myself into having Russell being our first goal scorer? Um, it sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was trying to talk myself into putting it back with Russell. Cause literally if you look at all my picks, Russell, 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 Russell. And now it's like, <laughs> I'm changing up going with Dami. Yeah, watch Keckle score the goal. But um, ouch. Anyhow, so that's it. That's what I got. And uh, in other news, and not changing the subject, but I just pulled up the uh, standings for USLW. And doggone it, if San Francisco isn't in first place in for the North Cal- Northern California Division with Oakland Seoul right behind them, 
uh, 15 points. And then California Storm is in third place of all things with 12 points, but they just beat Oakland. So I think everybody feels better about that. Uh, And so, yeah, so that's what's going on in the USLW League. Uh, as far as the teams we love, Stockton Cargo comes in at fourth place um, with the same amount of points as uh, California Storm. Go figure. So um, interesting that. Very now, now Cal Storm also has uh, two games in hand, right? And Stockton Cargo oh, has eight games there. So okay. uh, they still have the potential. If they win their next matches, they'll just be um, a little bit closer to the Glens. Now, granted, the Glens have only one more game right. than the Storm do, but... You know what? They they can get close there too. Now the Glens haven't lost the game; they're undefeated, wow. and yeah, they've put quite a show. If not, I mean, we remember the games against Academica and just how we don't even really want to remember those <laughs> anymore, yeah. of, based on what happened there. But the Glens have been just like knocking it out, so it's going to be tough. But you know what? They beat the Soul. That's a good sign because the Soul is a tough team. I mean, I got the chance to see them when. They played against the cargo. And so those Bayera teams, I mean, with the exception of Pleasanton, because Pleasanton is not a good team. Um, Which is weird because when when I used to play soccer, the hotbed was the Bay Area, the South Bay. It was really hard to beat any of the teams from the Bay Area. It was just it was it was hard. And they have that mentality. They just have like a pride of you know hey this is our legend this is what we do and we don't lose so it's kind of interesting to see the the pleasanton club not doing so well proud of the stockton cargo for you know getting some wins on uh, getting wins on the road even so proud of proud of them and the product that they put on the field so and academica is finally out of the basement congratulations <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not the greatest thing to say, but hey, Academica is still in there punching. So, <laughs> hey, I, I mean, we, we all got to start somewhere. I'm just glad Academica is out of the basement. And right. of course, yeah, you know, Stockton Cargo, you know, they got one of their players uh, on the team of the week as well. So, you know, great, great job for Stockton. And of course, the Storm are, you know, getting clean sheets again. So, it's it's looking up for the Northern California division. Yep, there we go. And then no, how it, are we, go ahead. How are we doing on the um uh league one and two uh in California for USL the men's? How are we doing there? Um so before we get right to them, I just want to mention like the, the following games for some of the teams for USLW in case anyone wants to watch a game. So this Sunday, Stockton Cargo, they're gonna visit Pleasanton, which is great, right? Pleasanton is right there below. Possibility for starting to obtain three points there, and then they're going to actually uh, host them the following week. So all great right there, right? They play against uh, a team that's right there, right below them too. And again, as we mentioned, not doing so good. Now the Storm, they're in two leagues, right? WPSL, USLW. We've known that they've played games like literally back-to-back. But tomorrow in WPSL, they play against the Diablo Valley Wolves. That's tomorrow at 3 p.m., and then also tomorrow, again, they've had two leagues. They have two separate teams there. They travel down to Sherlock to play against Academica. That should be a good one. It sucks that, again, I won't be here, but uh, it'll be a, an interesting match there. We'll see uh, how it goes and what their experience is like, right? They're, we'll welcome them over here to the 209 and see if uh, 
209 is able to beat the 916. Uh, be rooting for Academica. I'm sorry, Storm, but <laughs> you're playing against one of my 209 teams. I got to root for uh, my local side. And then as far as, again, Academica goes, yes, they play against the Storm tomorrow. And then midweek game on the 14th, once again hosting, this time against the Oakland Soul, which going to be a tough match again. But as Jared mentioned, right, they no longer are in last place, thanks to the fact, actually, Jared, that they beat Marin Siren, which Marin is actually the last place team right now. So I'm assuming I need to look at the rules, but it seems like it's a head-to-head competition. It's not so much of goal differential, but more of like who beat who. Because otherwise, Academica's uh, goal differential is uh, much less, you're much worse, I should say, than Marin's. But luckily, it's head-to-head. That's good because then you don't have to worry too much about your uh, goal differential being a factor there because it could really hurt you if that's all they focus for uh, tiebreakers there. But that's what USLW is looking like. And then now let's take a look at Central Valley Fuego, our League One team, tomorrow. They play against Richmond Kickers at home once again. 7 p.m. is a start time for that. And it's good. We know, as we mentioned last week, the Fuego are on a comeback run, right? We know that they were in last place there for a while. But luckily, they too also are now in uh, 11th place, just went above last place, but not too far from being able to be in that playoff territory because literally the difference between them and, say, like a sixth spot with South Georgia is only three, uh, four points, sorry. Uh, it's only four points that they have that differential. And South Georgia does have one more game than they do. So if they win tomorrow, they're going to be right there. They're going to actually move up and at least move up to eighth place, which is really good for them. And I hope that they're able to get that win and make sure that they continue to uh, move on, hopefully qualify for playoffs this year. But after that, they once again play at home. So could potentially get six points there in their two home games. But luckily last week, they got their win over in uh, Madison 2-1. All right, and for Academica, tomorrow they also play. So we have a busy day tomorrow too. Uh, they play away in San Francisco again, San Francisco City FC at 6 p.m. So another travel to the Bay. And then the week after in Marin at 7 p.m. So two consecutive away matches for them. So best of luck to them. They'll be playing away, but... Uh, at this point, they are halfway through their season, so they need to get to these wins in these last uh, few matches that they have. Um, now, only two matches at home remain for them, so if anyone wants to watch them, uh, they play at home on June 30th and on July 9th. So not too much there, but we know USL League 2, the seasons uh, are much shorter for them too. Here's hoping that they're able to make a comeback and qualify, but... It's a bit tough. We know they had a tough start of the season, but understandably so. It's their first uh, year in League Two, so it's going to take some time for the team to get used to, especially again when you have teams like the Glens, San Francisco City, even Project 510 that, you know, they've been around for longer and they have more of the backing of other clubs like Project 510 has the Oakland Roots backing and all that. So it's going to take a while, but, you know, got faith that they'll be able to have better seasons ahead. All right. Well, with that being said, Sharon, Jared, the last final parting words here before we say goodnight and I get ready to uh, post this up, wake up early and see Jared tomorrow to watch uh, Phoenix against Oakland. Yeah, I was just going to tell you, safe travels, Luis and you boys have a ball. Enjoy your time together, boys. 
you guys. <laughs> well, you're younger than I am. So, I mean, like, technically, you could be son's grandson. I mean, Luis, mm, I don't think you could be my grandson. Anyhow, cut that. Edit. But, yeah, no, just have a blast, you two. All right. And uh, have fun. Enjoy the match. Uh, say hello to a certain unnamed person as well as others uh, when you get over there um, in, in Phoenix, rooting for the Oakland Roots. Have fun. And now that we have to wait a while for another Sacramento Republic match, it's weird to have a Saturday off without a Republic match because we just had it on Friday. It's weird. This Friday stuff mm-hmm. is kind of blow mine, but whatever. We'll deal with it. Go Republic. Yeah, the, tomorrow is, is going to be you know, quite fun uh, with, with the match uh, over on 38th Street in Washington. But uh, beforehand, I'm going to make sure that Luis gets uh, plenty, uh, plenty of big, juicy uh, nuggets. And I'm not talking Denver. <laughs> but for those that missed one referencing, look up Chiba Hut subs. So that'll give you an indication, but uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a fun, a fun day uh, sat- Saturday, and also going into tonight. But um, it'll be a while for the next Republic FC game, so you know, go Republic. And meanwhile, we got plenty of Central Valley soccer to watch as well. The uh, the Storm, the Cargo, and Academica. So it's still going to be a good weekend all round. Yeah, uh, and for me, yeah, we're going to be keeping tabs tomorrow on. All the matches that are going to be going on, right? We just referenced a lot of them. Lots of things going on tomorrow night. And we hope everyone uh, gets the three points, brings it back here to the Valley. And we're able to see the teams uh, slowly move up and make it to uh, playoffs in the respective leagues. But yeah, I'm excited for tomorrow. It's going to be a good time. It's the first time I'm watching a USL match in which Sac Republic is not involved. So looking forward to that as well as being able to see this uh Phoenix Stadium that has been making quite the rounds right in different places and making tour stops each season <laughs> and all that. But glad that it's in downtown since I'll be right there. So otherwise, maybe I wouldn't have gone to the match right if it was uh, anywhere <laughs> further on than that. But um, excited for the match. And we'll be sharing on State of the Republic Instagram what's going on since we know there's no Sac Republic game tomorrow. If anyone is curious to just see the behind the scenes and what it's like to uh, be at Phoenix Stadium. Should you maybe travel there for the match against Sac Republic, then uh, you'll have that opportunity there to check it out. And for those that are on the fence as far as that uh, match uh, here in Phoenix with the Republic FC, granted, yes, it is on a Wednesday, but it is one of their dollar beer nights. So maybe add that into the uh, equation. And also, the airport is literally one light rail stop away from the stadium. So you can't say it's that far out. So think it over, folks. Yeah. Could even go walking if you want to brave the heat. But <laughs> I'm just getting warm thinking about how hot it would be to take in a Phoenix match. So even a Wednesdays, it doesn't, the weather doesn't change on Wednesdays magically. So I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Pray for us, Sharon. Uh, I, I'm going to have to sacrifice so much to be at this match, but <laughs> I'm just glad we're not paying for the tickets. That, that's what makes me feel good about it. <laughs> and thank you to the person who is providing you guys comp tickets. Love it. I love it. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We greatly appreciate it. We, we talked about it here uh, a few weeks back, right? 
it's more expensive as far as like cheapest tickets go to watch Phoenix Rising than it is to watch Sac Republic. And yeah, I thought it was a shocker to me, but you know, that's I'm sure they have their own cost with moving the stadium back and forth <laughs> and all that. So uh I, I get it too. But all right. Well, Sharon Jared, thank you so much for being on the show tonight. And thank you so much to all of our listeners, as always, for supporting us. You'll catch our next podcast uh, next week on Sunday. But for now, have a great night. And we'll see you next week here on State of the Republic podcast. Do the music and check out our website. SaxSoccerPod.com. Woohoo!